This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. For the next four weeks, we're going to be having conversations here on the podcast based on the new Advent study written by several women here at Lifeway. Join us as we dive into this five-week study called Our Hope Has Come. It's available at lifeway.com slash hope. Join us as we celebrate God's kindness and choose to trust in His promises, even when the future seems uncertain. Yes, our hope has come, and at just the right time, He will be back. We're so glad you've joined us today. You're invited to join Lifeway Women Insiders, an online community of women like you who want to grow in their relationship with God and connect with each other in meaningful ways. When you sign up, you'll get first looks at upcoming Lifeway Women Bible studies and events, the opportunity to contribute your voice to future Lifeway Women content through polls and surveys, and exclusive insiders-only discounts. Meet your soon-to-be friends at LifewayWomenInsiders.com. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. We are so excited to have you back for our third week of Advent. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're getting ready to jump into week three. Yes. So it's getting closer to Christmas and I'm excited. I'm really excited about this. And this week, the theme is on hope deferred, which may sound like a little different because last week we talked about the birth of Christ and that hope had come and which is the, you know, the name of the study. But here we go. So we're going to talk about that living in between. Right. So that Jesus has come, but we're still living in the now, but not yet. Yet. And right. so that's really where we want to get, get to today. And we have one of our LifeWay friends that wrote in the study with yes. us this week, Yvonne Russell. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure oh, to yeah. be here. Wow. So yeah. we want to hear from you because we want you to tell us about yourself and about um, about what you do and what you do at LifeWay. Because yeah. I know those are like kind of two different questions. So tell us tell us all the things. Sure. So I do a lot of things. I'm an editor for Lifeway. I work as a production editor for Explore the Bible Kids. Um, I'm also a writer. I published my first book during the pandemic in 2020. (laughs) Oh, Um, no big deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I dance part-time as a professional dancer. So... Wait, I mean, I didn't know this. Right? You didn't know that, Kelly? <laughs> no, that's kind of a fun thing. Though, I know. Fun. It's so fun. Thank you. Um, so she has some really cool hobbies um, as well as like, I mean, you wrote a book and and you're pretty young, too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Way you've to already, take like, advantage of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You've already knocked some stuff off your bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> some major life goals. Yes. So way to go. Thank you. Um, tell us about what you wrote for the Advent study this year. So the title of this session was Look Beyond Your Expectations, and it was focusing on John 4 and the Samaritan woman when she met Jesus at the well. Mm. And the theme was really kind of seeing how God works in our lives, um, even in ways that we often aren't expecting. She had Jesus, the Messiah, pretty much directly in front of her, and she didn't really recognize who he was until he um, revealed himself. And I think that's kind of prevalent in a lot of our lives. Like we don't see the way God answers our prayers um, because we're not necessarily expecting that way. But sometimes he answers in ways that 
we weren't thinking about, that it didn't look like the way we thought he would. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Elizabeth? Do you kind of, how do you feel like when you think about the woman of the well and expectations when just talking about that? Yeah, I just think about um, kind of a little bit of what we talked about last week, like yeah. um, with how much God surprises us in the ways that he works and um, in in Jesus as a, as a person. And so um, just how he subverted expectations Mm -hmm. all the time. And the Samaritan woman was not someone that was expecting anyone to talk to her, much less a man, much less a Jewish man, much less the living water. And so, yeah, that's, um, I think she probably had expectations of the way that her life was headed that were hopeless, honestly. Um, And then Jesus comes in and is just hope fulfilled. Um, So, what, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, when I think about the word expectations, uh-huh. I, there's a lot of different things that go through my mind. And one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years is just that we can make expectations an idol, even yeah. that we think that that's, you know, that we know best and that we have this expectation of how right. things are going to go. And then so when it doesn't go the way we want it to, then we can be really kind of selfish yeah. and just wallow in self-pity and I don't know maybe even the woman at the well I don't mm-hmm. I don't know Yvonne do you think like the woman in the well was she someone that maybe she just maybe she'd given up on a lot of expectations I don't know what do you think yeah I think that's a great point actually like she was there in the heat of the day um, and just probably her history her past life I think that's a great observation that she might have given up on her expectations, um, just like the way she thought her life was going to turn out. And then seeing Jesus, uh, that's got to be something special. I don't, I yeah. can't describe yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Would you say that you're someone who tends to approach like hard things in life head on? Or do you kind of try to ignore or run away from them? <laughs> How would you kind of that's describe? A, yeah, that's a loaded question. It is. I, oh. I can go first if you okay. want me to. Yeah. I definitely ignore them and run away from them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that, Yvonne? I am the same way. I ignore them, run away, and then every time I find myself coming back to the father and being like, wow, I should have just taken this to you first because I right. wasted a lot of time. Um But I'm learning to kind of go to him first, but definitely my first instinct is to run away and pretend like it'll just go away by itself. Yes. And it's not like he doesn't know. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. He's right in the middle of it. I definitely have the image of like me just sitting in a corner with my uh, hands over my ears, like humming a tune, like, please go away. Go away. Yeah. And there's sometimes you really can't run away from it. I mean, like you have to face the, the hard thing that's happening. And I think that she she realized like she was not going to run away in mm-hmm. this moment. Like she, she had this encounter with yeah. Jesus for sure. Okay. Let's, let's take some time to share about a time in our lives or a specific circumstance when God used pain or suffering. Cause we're talking about this week, hope deferred. So when is the time that God used pain or suffering to bring about his good purpose in your life um, and describe what it was like, to walk through that difficult season as well as what you now see God taught you through the process. So that's like a multi-level question. But I think this is something that we're not as good at seeing God in the middle of, (laughs) in the middle of a hard time, but definitely afterwards, I know in my life that like I can share some sometimes, but um, Yvonne, we'll let you go first. What are, what is 
an instance like that in your life? Sure. I would say right now, um, my whole life kind of feels like an answered prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very young. I only graduated college maybe about three years old. Or t- three years old. <laughs> you were three years old. Wow. You were amazing. <laughs> three uh, years ago, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and after graduation, I think a lot of graduates can feel this way. It's very... Um, stressful because you don't actually really know where you're going to end up Mm. and a lot of um like a few of my dance jobs actually fell through and so I came to Nashville and I didn't know like what was going to happen I knew like I knew that I was going to be a dancer I knew that you know I felt like God had great plans for me but at the time I felt like I was just stuck like my expectations my life did not look like what I thought it was going to look like after I graduated. Um, yeah. I came back home. I was living with my parents. That was not my plan for my life. Um, <laughs> I did the same thing, so I understand. <laughs> yes, it was very humbling. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and through that time, just praying and learning to let go of my expectations and realizing maybe God had something different for me than just this image that I had set up. Like Kelly said, I think I had probably made it kind of an idol, like, I knew what my life was going to be like, but it wasn't like that. Um, and it, it was kind of, I felt like it was suffering in a way, um, knowing that I had some plans that I wanted to do, but not actually living in that at the time. Um, but I feel like God definitely developed patience with me and taught me some lessons that I needed to know to be in this situation right now where I moved to Richmond and am on my own and am fortunate enough to be dancing and also writing and editing which is using all of my passions um Mm. and i feel like he really worked that together for my good because three years ago i was depressed i was like ah i don't have a job like i don't know what's going on um but through like that pain and suffering and trusting him in the process he's brought me to this place where i feel like um i'm actually using my gifts and i'm walking in my calling but there definitely was that time of like hope deferred when I knew I was going to be doing something, but it just wasn't happening at the time. You know, yeah. I, I'm so glad you shared that because I, I don't know how many of our listeners are mm-hmm. in their 20s. Yeah. But I definitely think that that decade is that kind of you yeah. you think your life like you kind of go to school or you just have mm-hmm. these dreams of what you think things are going to look like. And mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen or relationships don't happen yeah. the way that you think they're going to happen. And so. You know, it is, and it, it's going to be a continuing process for you in your life as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's so important. Um, that's very similar to my story, um, except I'm not a dancer. I wish I was, but <laughs> I am not. But just the, I had an expectation of what my life would look like, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I was going to get married in college, which I don't know why I thought that, or just out of college. I thought that up until like my senior year when I like still didn't have a boyfriend, but I still was like, right. oh, I'll just go wherever my husband goes. And I'm like, why am I still thinking that? Like, clearly I'm not going to get married <laughs> next year because I don't even have a boyfriend. Um, but I so like just these things that I thought were going to happen, like I and none of it did. And so then like I shifted my expectations a little bit. But even still, I was like I was living at home. I had didn't have a job for a little while because I, I, I graduated in the Great Recession. That's right. So mm-hmm. that was um, fun. And so I was like, didn't really have a job. I did like random odd jobs for a long time um, and lived at home. And my friends were like, 
in medical school or getting uh, married and having babies and like living out their dreams. And I was like, well, you know, today I like went and graded some standardized tests. That's mm-hmm. what I did for a little while for work um, or a babysit or whatever. And so I think through that, God taught me his faithfulness, but he also taught me to put my hope in the right things. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I was putting my hope in these earthly things, like a husband, children, a job, all these different things. And it was kind of like, God is like ripping those away from me because I had to learn to trust in him and to know that he is faithful to fulfill his promises. And he has not promised me those things. He has promised to work everything for the good, for my good mm-hmm. so that I can be conformed to his image. And so that was just something that, was a painful lesson to learn. Like, I would have loved to learn it in a different way. But, um, and it's still something that I still have to, like, keep doing, kind of like you said, Faith, just kind of letting go of your expectations and just keep letting those go. And I just called you Faith. Your name is Faith. (laughs) (laughs) Your name is Yvonne Faith. And sometimes I I might slip up. But, yeah, Yvonne um, is just... Yeah, like you said, we just have to keep letting go of those and just trusting God in the process because um, through that, He's going to have something that is for my good, like, and for so that I can be um, conformed to His image. And so it may be painful. Um, A lot of times, being conformed into the image of Christ is painful. Yeah. Um, I had a professor, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I had a professor one time that said, um, Imagine. I want to be conformed into the image of Brad Pitt. He was like, <laughs> I do not look anything like Brad Pitt. But he was like, if I want to be conformed into the, Brad Pitt's image, I'm going to have to have all these plastic surgeries. I'm going to have to, like, work out. I'm going to have to do all this stuff. And he was like, that's painful. That is painful. But at the end, like, I would look like Brad Pitt. And so he used that as an illustration for being conformed to the image of Christ. And I just, it's always stuck with me because I'm just like, sure. yeah, it is painful. But in the end, you look more like Christ, which is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, so that was a long answer, but yeah, I, I feel like that's something, like you said, a lot of our listeners, I feel like, they are going through that, that went through that, <laughs> are yeah. going to go through it. So, yeah. yeah, do you have any instance like that, Kelly, in you know, your life? So I've lived longer than both of you, and really mine kind of goes into the waiting in my calling mm-hmm. of, you know, just sensing that the Lord was was moving me into some kind of vocational ministry, Yeah, but I really didn't know what that looked like. Mm. And so there were, when I really sensed that the Lord was was calling me to that, I was a, a fairly young mom. Um, and so my kids were little. And I really didn't know what that would look like because I had set aside a career to just stay at home with my kids and to, um, I was doing some little side work, you know, at home. So I just, I felt like I was waiting. Mm. And, I, and I remember thinking, God, why aren't you doing this now? Yeah. And I remember a mentor of mine, we were talking about it one time, and she knew what the Lord was stirring in my heart. Mm -hmm. But she reminded me, you know, the Lord may be protecting you from something, and He's preparing you for something. Yeah. And so I have held on to that, even in the midst of whatever that looks like, that when it seems like I'm waiting and there seems to be this hope deferred, that it could be for my protection of things that I don't even know. Yeah. And and even now when I look back on that and I and I look at the Lord's timing, I can see his timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I can see when it 
you know, just as he came right on time, we talked about yeah. that last week, he still answers prayers on time and he still mm-hmm. comes in the right time for sure. I saw a tweet yesterday. Um, God's not late. You're just early. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like that. Well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. True. So just think through that. Yeah. Okay. So Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, Therefore, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So how have you seen, Yvonne, how have you seen the connection between suffering, endurance, character, and hope play out in your own life? And you may kind of repeat a little bit of your story, but um, how have you seen that progression take place? Yeah, definitely. Um it definitely has built my character. And like I stated previously, um, just like transitioning the past three years to be where I am now, I have a lot more faith in God, um, especially when I'm going through trials and like just any, you know, sort of bad situation that's not ideal for me. I know now more than I did before that, okay, like, God is always working. He's always working. He's always very deeply involved in my life. So going through the suffering and then coming out on the other side is very reassuring to me now because even small things that are hitting me, I know, like, okay, God brought me through that and that Mm -hmm. developed, like, my maturity. (laughs) Like, I feel like I was very immature. And I love what Kelly said about, like, God, why aren't you doing this now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just really felt like that was my life for, you know, college and even after college. I'm like, I need things to be happening right now. And then when they didn't, I would be upset, like with God and, you know, maybe disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, you said you were going to do this. Why didn't you? But now I feel like, um, like it just matured me and it strengthened my faith in him that suffering is a part of life, but also God is very present in that suffering. And like um, Kelly said before, like his timing is perfect. So mm-hmm. now I feel like I definitely have more faith in his timing um, and his presence just while I'm suffering. Yeah, I I think the practice of remembering is something mm-hmm. that good. Um, I think is very powerful. And like you you said, you just kind of look back on that and you're like, if I could come through that, then he can bring me through the next challenge. Um, And I think that's probably part of endurance um, and character and that leads, like suffering leads to that. And and part of that is just remembering the last time that he brought you through. And so much of scripture is just like, remember when God did this, remember when God did this. Um, especially the Old Testament, like there's constantly like he is the God who brought you out of Egypt. Right. He is the God who brought you out of Egypt. Like that is um, repeated so often. And so and setting up the stones of remembrance, yes, things yes. like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, number one, these verses are, are just such a reminder and encouragement. But it also it just triggered my, you know, my brain to think about James one where mm. James talks about trials. And he yeah. just says, 
consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience, not like, not that you're not going to experience various trials. We are going to do it because you know that the testing of your faith produces what endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing, which it just dovetails exactly what Romans is telling us. So what a great just reminder Mm. that he is, he's always producing and always working in us to like you said, Elizabeth, yeah. to make us more like yeah. Christ. Even when we don't yeah. see it and we're thinking, God, where are you? <laughs> Why isn't this happening right now? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it in your life, Elizabeth? Yeah, I think exactly what Faith was saying. Or Yvonne, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Yvonne was saying just um, the remembering, like looking sure. back on it and, and seeing how, you know, I suffered in this way and this created endurance, which did lead to some some maturation is that how you say that uh maturing, maturing in yes. yeah something um yeah. in christ and then that hope i think a lot of times we may hear these verses as like just hold out hope for whatever your expectations are but this is the hope of glory this is like one day we will be in his yeah. presence and so that is the hope that we are clinging to um is that hope which is um you know, things not seen. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're, yeah, so that's kind of how I've seen it in my life and just constantly realigning my hopes um, because I tend to put my hopes on my expectations when instead I have to put them on Christ and glory. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm I'm like using my hands a lot. (laughs) So, so Yvonne is not able to see this and neither are the listeners, but Kelly's like really nodding along. I'm like, like, absolutely preaching. Yeah, yeah. So, I I did say in our notes, I was like, if you want to hear me rant on something, it is about misplacing our hope because I think that's something that I've really had to learn um, in a painful way. Mm -hmm. And so, that's something that I can go on a real strong rant about uh, is misplaced hope. But, Kelly, what about you? Yeah, I mean, we all do that. We all do that. And I think, too, let's, I mean, we've talked a little bit about these scriptures, but what are some passages when you're in the midst of that, when you are just trying to cling on to hope and you need to have that hope? Is is there, are there any verses that come to to your mind or that you've just clung to, Yvonne? Definitely. Um, Romans 8, 28, Mm. always Mm. for, um, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I feel like that scripture has gotten me through like big trials and also like small trials. Like mm-hmm. if a friend is mad at me or I said the wrong thing, like I know I might not have done everything good, but God definitely has that power to work everything for my good. And I might have learned a lesson like, I maybe need to speak a little bit more kindly to people, but just that hope, it just really anchors me just knowing that I might've messed up. Things might not have been the way I thought it would, but it's all going to work out for my good because I know I love God and I know I'm called according to his purpose. Yeah, we can, we can kind of stand on that for sure. For sure. Elizabeth, what about you? Uh, For me, it is Philippians four, four through eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Um, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about ever, anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. So for me, a lot of times with the misplaced hope and the expectations, Mm -hmm. um, these are kind of my life verses (laughs) um, because I keep going back to them and God has taught me so much about them throughout the years. But I am constantly asking myself, um, what is true in this situation? What is true about God? What is true about this situation? What is true about me as a child of God? Um, And so that helps to kind of realign that. Um, What is true is that He has promised me glory. He has promised that He's working Mm -hmm. everything for my good so that I can be conformed to His image. That's what's true. And I know that he's a good God and he loves me and that's true. Um, and I am his child. And so those are the true things. And so for me, whenever I am going through suffering, even though these verses don't mention hope, that is what's hope to me. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I am, you know, working, he is working everything for my good. And so, and I can come to him and I can rejoice in that, even if it's like whatever the circumstances are. And so, um, and the Lord is near, like that's such a, a powerful statement just like in the middle of that (laughs) and so um so yeah those for me and i could also preach a whole sermon on that (laughs) um because i i just i had to keep coming back to that like i had during the time when i that i talked about earlier when i was really just struggling a lot after college um i had those verses written on my ceiling so that when i laid in bed at night and would just worry about stuff or just be like like Yvonne said, just kind of depressed and sad. Like, this is not what I want in my life to be. I could look up and be like, okay, what is true? This is what's true. And this is what's praiseworthy. Um, and so, yeah, those are, well, and those you, are the verses You said for me. something I don't even know if you realized when you said just the presence of God, mm. when you're thinking about his nearness. And when we look at the Advent and we look at the yeah. story of Jesus coming, it was about him coming and being present in that human form as a man, but he left us with the presence of the Holy Spirit indwelling yeah. in us. And so our hope is with us. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, it's like he, that hope deferred, he did not leave us alone. Right. He, he's just a prayer away too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I, the verses that I picked for this, I, I'm just going to say it up front. I know that I took these out of context earlier <laughs> in my life because they, they but they spoke to me. Uh-huh. But even understanding the context now, I still think the Lord is, and it was to Habakkuk. Okay. And so when you look at Habakkuk too, and he's and he's looking for God to answer him. He's mm-hmm. like he's waiting for answers. And so God's second answer in Habakkuk two um, verses two says, "Well, the Lord answered me." Write down this vision, clearly inscribe it on the tablets so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. And at Mm -hmm. at this point, it was like that vision of Christ coming. You Mm -hmm. know, the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and not be late. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just, those verses to me, I still, it's like God's timing. Yeah. Again, God's timing is right. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot, but still. Right. That makes me think of um, Jeremiah 29, where uh, that verse is often quoted out of context, but it's still very hopeful to me, like about uh, I have plans for your prosperity yeah. and not to harm you because he's talking to the Israelites that are in exile. 
And so that is a very hopeful, like, it's a hopeless situation there in exile. But God says to them, I want you to still live your life, like live Mm -hmm. life. You're going to be here for 70 years. Plant the crops, get married, have children. Um, And pray for the welfare of the city. Right, right. In the midst of their way, like that's hope deferred right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be a while before you uh, get out of here. So, yeah. Well, this session is maybe a little more difficult than some of the others. Um, we're talking a lot about suffering, um, <laughs> which is, you know, yeah, not always, always the yeah. <laughs> most fun. Um, we, we know that Christmas can be challenging for many reasons. And so we look forward to a day when our hope will be fulfilled, when we will be in glory. Um, so for a bit of a lighter question, what are some earthly joys that you're looking forward to this Christmas season? Yvonne, we can start with you. So I think I shared that I recently moved to Richmond and I'm definitely looking forward to like what Christmas is like here. I feel like cities always have different traditions. So kind of excited to explore that. And also I always do a big Christmas craft every year. Like last year I handmade a wall Christmas tree and it was so much fun. Um, (laughs) So I'm thinking, I'm looking forward to, what my big Christmas craft is going to be this year. I think I want to make a homemade wreath. Um, But it's just something that, you know, I can make with my hands and it just reminds me of the Christmas season. Yeah, I was just looking. Is there a wreath in the Advent study this year? There is a wreath, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Because you can maybe take those directions because we always have those activities, you know. For the kids. There's a bird feeder wreath. There you go. Let's see. But yeah, um, I love that. We should always point people to the Advent study has some great activities. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And you can can do the kids' activities even if you're an adult. I just want to say that because some of those are really fun. (laughs) I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of of fun ones um, in there. But yeah, so we always ask the same question on the Mark podcast, but we wanted to give it a little bit of a twist. So what is something that you learned in writing for this study or just recently in your walk with Christ that has marked you? Um, I think definitely in writing this study, it was really nice to get into the word, like just one specific passage and delve into it. And in writing it, it just really confirmed just... Um, what I've been going through in my own personal life is just learning to see the different ways that God has answered prayers or does answer prayers or it's answering my prayers. Um, <laughs> when I was writing this study, I actually looked up and I realized like he had answered something very specific that I had prayed for. And I didn't realize it until I was typing the words about, um, I can't remember what exactly I said, but how sometimes we don't see the answer, even though it's right in front of us. And I like stepped away from my computer and I was like, God, you're speaking to me like just through writing this passage, which was a blessing. Um, But just opening my eyes a little bit and not being so narrow minded to what God wants to do and how he chooses to answer specific prayers in my life. That's really good. Yeah. And I'm we're just so thankful that you were willing to participate in this year's study and mm-hmm. write this particular lesson. I know that sometimes we go, Oh, the woman at the well, that's Advent, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> but it does really fit into the theme of just the hope that we're looking at. So thank you for jumping on the podcast today and joining part of our conversation about hope deferred. And listeners, I hope you are following along and that you're getting ready to dive into week three. So we'll be back next week with our final week of the Advent. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.